The March primary is just weeks away, and the race to fill the seat vacated by former Congressman Duncan Hunter is starting to heat up. This week, Daryl Issa released a campaign ad attacking Carl DeMaio for previous statements made about President Donald Trump. It also featured newspaper clippings mentioning DeMaio's sexual orientation. The reaction to the ads was negative among San Diego area electeds, but in one of the most conservative parts of California, it's unclear about how these attacks will pan out. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. To get a deeper understanding of what's going on with the race in the 50th District, we have our political team, Michael Smolens and Charles Clark. First, what's the reaction to this ad that's really been, I don't know, something people didn't expect to begin with? So across the political spectrum, we've seen largely a negative reaction to the ISA ad. Uh, Tony Kavarik, the chairman of the county Republican Party, simply said, highly inappropriate. We encourage candidates to stick to all the issues. Mayor Kevin Faulkner also voiced that, you know, that wasn't acceptable, uh, although he himself has endorsed Daryl Issa. Uh, and then we've also seen some notable Democrats who are actually members of the LGBT community who called attention to it, including Assemblyman Todd Gloria. Mm-hmm. And I guess for political watchers, did they have a sense that this race was going to get dirty kind of so fast, or is this just a surprise? What do you think, Michael? No, we knew it was going to get dirty, and frankly, we knew the, you know, uh, Carl DeMaio's sexual orientation would come up. Um, uh, I wasn't as familiar with the, the notion of illegal immigration and him being attacked on that the way he was, uh, but his being gay has come up in every race mm-hmm. that he's run just about. Uh, sometimes he's been in an attack way for it. Frankly, four years ago when he ran uh, against Scott Peters in a much more moderate swing district, uh, he sort of displayed the fact that he was gay in an ad. So, you know, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag for him. Um, What is unusual about this is, you know, it's not that harsh uh, in the grand scheme of things, but Mm -hmm. just focusing on it, most people think is inappropriate. And um, the fact that the ISA campaign themselves did it, usually these attacks come up by a third party where the candidate who's going to benefit saying, oh, I had nothing to do with that. So in a weird way, ISA is taking ownership for it. I think the the next question is, okay, why is he doing it and is this going to be effective? Mm -hmm. Right. And kind of playing to the ownership aspect of it, I, I think that's what's most striking, right, is we've seen other candidates in the race who make veiled references to Carl's sexuality and whether that might be an issue um, in that district. This is the first time I think we've openly had someone, you know, point out, you know, in big letters, he's gay. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, in other races, that's happened to to social conservative groups have gone after him in that regard with their, you know, followers and things like that. Uh, But... uh, this is like we were talking about a, a kind of a different stretch. Mm-hmm. But also, isn't Daryl Issa, correct me if I'm wrong here, but known for being somewhat mean? <laughs> well, all candidates, I mean, look, these two guys have been attacking each other since day one, uh, since they were both not only in the race, but rumored when Issa was rumored to be in the race. So we knew it was going to get tough. Uh, you know, there, there's a question I mentioned earlier about okay, is this effective? Why are they doing it? A lot of people think. What are they thinking? There's going to be huge backlash. Well, we know the East County area and the 50, um, 50th district 
it's you shouldn't make stereotypes, but it is conservative. There's a lot of social conservatives out there, and mm-hmm. people in you know the political know out there don't really care about Carl's sexuality or, or sexual orientation, I should say. But they have wondered, you know, will, will this be a tough thing for people to get over that are social conservatives, even if they like all his other conservative stances? I think that's the calculated risk that the ISA people are taking. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think the fact that Carl himself isn't making an issue of it, which is probably the most one of the other interesting aspects of this is you see Todd Glory other people like that who really were upset Carl himself really was dismissive of it and just kind of moved on when I asked him and Mm -hmm. if he's not going to make an issue of the ad you know it remains to be seen how big of an issue it actually would be to voters in this county I mean A you know he thinks most people know that he's gay and B, just is this something he wants to keep going? So why continue to you know be outraged about? It? Especially when, as I said, that he has not only brought it up himself in certain cases, but kind of incorporated it into previous campaigns. So to say I'm I'm outraged, I'm shocked. It just might not sound good. And but I think the bigger thing is that the sooner this is over with, the better. He wants to talk about taxes and other conservative things and and how bad the uh, establishment is. And it's also worth noting that. Comparing ISA to DeMaio, ISA has way more money and has the ability to have these attack ads on TV, while Carl DeMaio's coffers probably couldn't fund that, right? Oh, well, he, could, he could do attack ads. I mean, he's, he's got money. Not, you know, Daryl Ice is a, you know, not a billionaire, but he's you know, got hundreds of millions of dollars at his disposal. Uh, Carl's can certainly wage a tough campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would assume the ISA campaign is expecting, and we've already seen Carl start putting out his own attack ads. Actually, the ad in question for Daryl begins by referencing a Carl DeMaio ad that began airing, I believe, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, to be frank, my expectation is this is going to get a lot worse. Uh, mm-hmm. Carl has actually been lauded for the fact that nationally he's been really successful fundraising, especially for a Republican candidate. I have a feeling he's going to start putting more and more of that money toward these ads, and the primary target's got to be Daryl at this point. It's uh, an interesting question. Is what's in the thinking of the ISA campaign to do this now? Ballots do go out. Mail ballots go out in 10 days, so the voting starts uh, in a little over a week. But most of the voting really doesn't happen even for the absentees mm-hmm. uh, for you know a couple few weeks. So is it just a case that, that uh, are they feeling a little panicked and think they've got to hit him hard on this? Are there some polls coming out that they think this might change? Um, it, you would think that it would have come a little later if they were planning on doing this. Uh, but I don't really know what they're thinking. Is, uh, and, and, you know, our poll, latest poll showed them really within the margin of error, pretty much a you know, statistical tie, I think. Mm-hmm. And I guess does this fight potentially damage both candidates like this is an interesting race oh absolutely uh you know there's a sort of a political term in certain races of a murder suicide when two top candidates really go at it and turn people off with their negative campaigns gray davis you know became governor in that respect two two democrats that were much better funded than him went after each other and they they kind of uh, self-immolated and he was sort of the third wheel and rose up does that happen here? We'll have to see. We think that uh, you know the dynamics suggest that Amar Kampanajar is going to make it to November, and that one of these two guys will. 
Uh, there's always the possibility that the, if people find this so distasteful that maybe they go to Brian Jones, uh, the state senator who's popular in the district, but he ha- he's still a bit farther down in the polls uh, than those two, though he did rise a little bit in the last one. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the issues, what are the defining things that matter to people in this district? Do we have that information? Right. Well, our polling really points to you know the Trump factor, front and center, whether you support or oppose the president you know, across the spectrum. That's uh, I think that was the top rated thing, uh, both support and oppose. Uh, also, immigration comes up. There's some quality of life stuff that comes up. Uh, the economy, taxes, I mean, kind of the traditional ones. Yeah. And so far, we've seen like uh, them trying to out Trump each other as to who's the bigger Trump supporter and poking holes at each other, saying, well, that person's not as big a supporter or even was a never-Trumper, which mm-hmm. I don't think either could really be classified as that. Uh, so in one sense, uh, as tough as the immigration portion of this ad is, it's no surprise. It's a big issue there, always has been. It's something that, that Duncan Hunter and his father have, have uh, harped on. Um, uh, the, the, the gay aspect, a lot of people figured would come up. Um, it doesn't happen in every campaign because it's not a candidate quite like Carl. Mm-hmm, certainly. But it does make sense that immigration would kind of be the real issue here, given the geography and the politics of the region. Particularly in that district. Yeah, absolutely. I think actually what this kind of spells to me is that you're starting to see a shift where over the past week and a half or two, you know, we saw a lot of it ramping up with the never Trumper kind of attacks. That ad, you know, more so focused on he's not strong enough on immigration. Mm -hmm. And I do think my sense is that's going to become the defining thing here. Uh, which just given the nature of that topic kind of suggests this could get a lot uglier. Mm -hmm. So as we get closer to the actual primary, are there any key events or, you know, dates that we need to keep in mind prior to what's happening? Well, we'll have, you know, as far as I'm aware, we have two more events where we're going to have all the candidates on the same stage, uh, February 7th and then the following week, February 14th. Uh, one of those, I think the latter is actually out in East County. Uh, and then the former is, is that the Marriott? I don't know. But the, um, you know, there are one reform, the Republicans at the Republican mm-hmm. uh, Party meeting where they, uh, you know, it was the endorsement meeting and they ended up not endorsing anybody. Uh, things were not very pleasant there. And that was way before a lot of this happened. So uh, it'll be an interesting uh, visual to see them all on the same stage again after uh, they've really been taken off the gloves. Mm -hmm. Right. And the added wrinkle there is not only will we have Carl, Daryl, and Brian Jones, but this will be the first time they have a markup and a jar there with all of them. Mm -hmm. When you mention dates, uh, February 3rd, mail ballots go out. So we're going to, I mean, we've talked about the campaigns ramping up. Uh, That's going to be, they're going to be going full bore now and um, probably get a lot uglier, as we said. Mm -hmm. All right. Michael Smolens, Charles Clark. Thank you both so much. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, I think you're talking about some headlines from actual newspapers. Yeah, I certainly think that you should talk to The Hill and to Blade and ask them why they use those words. Uh, But the reality is those are real headlines talking about his real failures. In other political news, Assemblyman Todd Gloria released his first TV ad this week. It's a 30-second spot that focuses on homelessness and affordable housing. The other leading candidates in the race, Republican Scott Sherman and the Democrat Barb Bree, told the UT that it is unlikely their campaigns would be able to afford TV ads before the March 3rd primary. 
Both campaigns said they plan to promote their candidates in many other ways, including social media, mailers, and advertising in places other than the TV. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to uniontrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.